Second Harvest. Some have called it a food bank for area food banks. But what many people don't appreciate is the relationship that exists between Second Harvest and the farming community across the inland northwest. I recently sat down with Eric Williams, Community Partnership Director at Second Harvest, to learn more about this relationship that extends well beyond food drives at your local school or increased demand during the holidays. Oh, you bet. Absolutely, Glenn. So we say it's a first harvest that makes a second harvest possible. A little over a third of our the food that we distribute comes directly from farmers. Farmers throughout the state, particularly eastern and central Washington, are really generous. And it, if not for them, we wouldn't be able to provide the food that we are. Now, something that we've been talking about a lot, and I would assume it's been impacting you at Second Harvest, is food prices. I mean, farmers aren't necessarily making a ton more for their commodities, but we're seeing prices elevated at the local grocery store. What impact has that had on Second Harvest? You're absolutely right, Glenn. We've uh, Prices have gone up for us. We're part of Feeding America, which is 200 food banks across the country. So we have some buying power through that. But even proportionally, those costs have gone way, way up. Just like when you go into the grocery store and uh, come out the other side of the checkout stand and go, holy smokes, our prices have gone up a lot as well. Also, food is more difficult to get a hold of the last six or eight months. Is it just a lack of selection? Are there, are you dealing with empty store shell or donation shelves? I should say, it's a combination of all of those. We we try to get a lot of variety, and people certainly want variety. But at the end of the day, our goal is to get as much nutritious food as we can and push it through our system to folks. So, like last year, the apple crop was down. That had a real impact on us. Again, farmers are really generous, but if their crops are down, they've got less to donate and certainly less to sell. Along those lines, we talked about how there were smaller cherry crops and smaller apple crops last year. It was kind of a struggle in many facets. What sort of ripple did that have for Second Harvest? Oh, it, it had a huge ripple. So right now, we're at about two-thirds our normal amounts of food. In a, in a normal given week, we have about 18 semi-loads come in and out our doors. That's down by about a third. A couple of the other uh, partner food banks uh, in the country, excuse me, in the state, say that they're down up to 80% on their on their food so it, it's had a huge effect yeah are you concerned that it could continue to be an issue into the future not only because of the weather problems that we saw in 2022 mother nature's always kind of a roll of the dice but we're still dealing with fertilizer shortages inputs and all sorts of other things that the farming community is facing oh absolutely farmers are really t- uh, facing some tough times particularly as you said on the fertilizer front i mean yeah you well know there's three main kinds of fertilizer potash phosphate and nitrogen uh, nitrogen is mostly a natural gas prod- product which in europe Prices have gone way up. Some of the German companies have quit producing for a while. Uh, a lot of the phosphate, well, the, the largest producer of phosphate is China. Uh, and then uh, potash primarily comes from uh, the area where Belarus, Russia, and the Ukraine meet, which is not a good situation. Now, we're really fortunate, particularly on a couple of those fronts, because we're right next to Canada, which is a major producer. And the U.S. is a good producer, too. But all of those things in a global economy conspire together to make prices really high. I don't have to tell the farmers how much fertilizer costs have gone up. Talk to my farmer listeners out there. What can they do to help Second Harvest? Like you said, you got to watch your bottom line, but it's also good to help those in need. Yeah, you bet. We really appreciate it. Uh, 
again, farmers are so generous, but particularly right now, we could really use any any surplus crops that you have. Uh, seconds, we're very happy to have those. Uh, and just get a hold of us. Go to our website that we've got a web page, excuse me, specifically donated or dedicated to uh, farm donations, or give me a call. Uh, just call our main number and ask for me, and I'm happy to put you in contact with our folks who do the procurement. Eric, I think a lot of people have seen Second Harvest around, but maybe we don't really know who Second Harvest is. Can you give us kind of the brass tacks of your guys' mission and the area that you serve? So we feed anybody who's hungry. If, if you or someone you love is hungry, we want to do everything we can to get you food. Uh, it's the first harvest that makes a second harvest possible. We're essentially a food bank for food banks. So actually, if someone comes to our door at our Pasco or uh, Spokane facility, we need to send them to somewhere else. But we partner with well over 200 different entities across the 26-county region that we cover. So again, a food bank for food banks. We procure food, maybe glean it to make sure everything's okay. We might throw out a couple of the bad potatoes. We have hog farmers who come in and get those to get every, you know, every ounce of good out of them. Um, but that, that's our mission is to help people get food. If somebody wants to learn more about Second Harvest, whether they're a farmer or they're just somebody interested in helping, where's the best place to go? You bet. Go to 2-harvest.org. That's 2-harvest.org. Once again, that was Eric Williams with Second Harvest.